0: You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Podcast and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and I am so excited for the conversation that we have ahead of us. Um, Before we dive into that, though, I just want to give a quick reminder that as we come up on the end of the year, and as you may be thinking about year-end gifts, um, just to ask you to consider Collected Ministries. I love being able to do the podcast, and we have such faithful supporters, and I'm just eternally grateful um, that you not only give of your time to listen, but when you give financial support, it means the world, and it keeps the sound on over here at Collected Ministries. Um, so if you're interested in giving, any gift um, amount is so is such a blessing to us. Um, so you can go to CollectedMinistries.org slash donate um, if you just feel led to do that. Uh, So now that that's out of the way, without further ado, uh, I'm very excited about our guest today. His name is Steve Motel, and he is a certified professional life coach, and he works with an organization called um, Freedom Coaching, and I'm so excited for him to share more about that and just about his own personal journey with the Lord. So Steve, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. What a joy and a gift you are. I've known you five minutes now, and you're already one of my favorite people. So thanks for having me on.
0: You're too kind. Um, Before we get started talking about Freedom Coaching and some of that, I was wondering if you could share by just letting us know how you got to know the Lord and a little bit of the journey you've been on with Him.
1: Wow. You know, that's, that's a great question. It's one, it's just not something you think about often, you know, you just sort yeah. of are on the journey and you don't take time to look back very often. And that's why it is good to do that from time to time though. Cause that strengthens us for the road ahead, right? We can look back and we can see all the times the Lord has, has brought us through trials and challenges and we thought we weren't going to make it. And yet by the, by his grace, we make it. And, and mm. we're like, okay, yeah, if I stay close to him, I can get through this next, this next storm too you know right I I I think a lot of men um definitely myself I identify so much with Peter you know mm-hmm. because here he was with the Lord you know he knew everything you know I'm not I'm not being critical of him I'm I because I know it's still t- difficult but there you are right with the Lord living with the Lord seeing Miracle day in and day out having your whole life converted and changed he changed his name for goodness sake I mean the mm-hmm. what a conversion right and yet then he's still um even with the foreshadowing of Jesus saying he's gonna deny him and him having the ability to prepare for that and maybe overcome he still falls and denies him right and and then and then but even more so the whole the whole scene of 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 jesus calling him out into the water you know Mm -hmm. we've all we've all had that 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 moment where the lord is calling us out of the boat and and you're like so excited so exhilarating oh my gosh i'm standing on the water this is amazing and then reality comes back in and you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm standing on water. You know? yeah. <laughs> and you start to sink. But I love, I mean, our Lord is so good. There's no condemnation from him. he I could just imagine him just, you know, Peter sinking. And, and he says, you know, you have little faith. But I don't hear that as a condemnation. I hear that as, mm-hmm. an, as an invitation. You know, mm-hmm. like there's always more. There's always more. Just trust more. Come closer. You know, and Peter has to reach his hand up, you know, because the Lord's not going to force him to, to yeah. come to him. Um, but once he reached his hand up, the Lord grabs his hand and pulls him back up. And boy, I, I've had that experience many times. And I'm sure you have, and some of our listeners too have. But I grew up in a um, you know, a Christian home. My parents are very faithful. They got married so young. It's unheard of these days. They got married at 21 and 19. Oh, yeah. my, my mom had me when she was when she was 21 so she became a very young mom and became a very young grandma in fact I think my wife and I made her a grandma before she even hit 50. Wow. So she was, yeah it was amazing but um but they they also went through a, a bit of a, a conversion themselves um some of our listeners might be familiar with a, um something called the charismatic renewal um you know that that would kind of um you know um you know came through the came to the church and um and uh and it just called people into a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. you know in allowing the Holy to animate your life more. And so um, when we were kids, um, my my parents got got swept up in this. And I look back and joke and say, that's when me and my sisters became prayer meeting orphans because my mom and dad were running off to all these prayer meetings, you know, but it ended up being so good. It strengthened their marriage and all that. And then um, what we didn't know, again, they were so young, but my my dad ended up getting cancer and dying at the age of 41 like so very young so oh, no. he was 41 my mom was a widow with 3 kids at the age of 38 Um, So I was 17. My two sisters were 14 and nine. So um, I don't, my mom, just because of her faith in the Lord, I mean, there's, I don't, there's no other explanation how we got through that, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think when, when families go through a trauma like that, they either get torn apart or they, or they come closer together. And I think a lot of that really depends on the, on their faith, the foundation of which they're built on. Right. And, and so, because my parents had laid that foundation and my mom was so faithful, we were able to lean in on him and lean on each other. Um, and it strengthened us for the journey. And I think that really sustained me even through life when I got a little bit older, when I went to college, I think my four and a half years of college, I think I missed, you know, church maybe four times, you yeah. know, not that I was a super faithful Christian through those years, but there was something in me that just kept me, like I need this. I don't even know why, but I know I need it. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine walking away from it. You know, I, I feel for and identify with people who lose their faith in college, but I, I just could never imagine allowing it to happen to me. So, um, so yeah, through that, I got involved with, 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 um, you know, just with some young adult ministries and things like (laughs) that. And then um, when I graduated school, I just felt the Lord calling me into, into, you know, just deeper relationship. He unexpectedly, totally unexpectedly uh, gave me an opportunity to do youth ministry. So I got involved in working with teens and middle school, you know, kids, adolescents. And I did that for, so many, many years, you know, 15, 20 years. And and then you know what it's like. When I mean, you're serving others in the faith, it's you're it's you're you are its you are you are growing, obviously, um, because you're um you're experiencing it right along with them. And you know, and so that just continued my journey. So there wasn't like necessarily one moment or another moment where with profound conversion. I've had many moments of conversion mm-hmm. though and reverse. Yeah. And I feel like just different experiences with the Lord where he just takes you deeper. And you know, I'm so much older than you, so I've experienced this probably a lot more than you have. But you get to a point where you start thinking, like, I guess this is it. Like, it's probably as far as I'm going to go. And then the Lord's like, No, there's more. Yeah. Come on, I got more for you. And like, really, Lord? You know, I thought we already dealt with that wound or that thing or that whatever. And now you're sh-. and I, I'm I'm kind of in a comfort zone here, if you don't mind, and you want to stretch me again. <laughs> and then I'm back to Peter being called out of the boat again. And yeah, you know, so so that's it's that's the journey though, right? That's yeah. that's what makes it so real.
0: Yeah. What would you say are some ways that God has shown up for you in your life that were different than you expected?
1: Yeah, that those moments of like uh, uh, those moments of profound being called out of the boat. Mm-hmm. So I, I was so my wife and I. My wife is a very rare breed, and the fact that we, we I was born in North New Jersey. My dad moved us down to Florida when I was when I was twelve. And um, nobody my age was born in Florida. Everybody's like moves in from someplace else, right? Except my wife. My wife was actually born in Clearwater, Florida, and so all five of our girls were born there. We raised our our, our family there, so so we have all of our family has had been down there. And and the Lord unexpectedly called called us to a, a new job. I I was given this opportunity to work for a a large Catholic publishing company in in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, which is in Southeast Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I I I can feel the Lord is making this so clear, but we have to leave everything, like everything and everyone, was familiar to us. Yeah, we're going somewhere where nothing and no one is, and and there's no way to describe that except for you know God's grace, because the fear grips you and you're like. Hmm. how is this going to work? And I, the, the, that's the thing we fear is the unknown.
0: Yeah, We
1: yeah. might get excited about the unknown because we think it's going to be a cool experience, but then let's like, wait a minute. What if it's not a cool experience? What if it's really bad? What if what if the Lord's really not going to bless me? What if he's really not a good God and he's not, it's not going to be a good thing, you know, or, or he's come through so many times, but what if it's that one time he's not going to come through for mm-hmm. me? All these, all these fears, and, and that's why, like, when you ask me to reflect back, that's why it's important to reflect and say, wait a minute, he's brought me through all. So when yeah. he called me, I literally, the night before I had to um, sort of give my, my yes or my no to taking this new position, I, I have, I have never in my life clearly heard the Lord that clear in my heart. Like I, wow. I, I, so the whole boat thing, right. I remember telling the Lord that night before, Lord, it'll be so much easier you know, to, to get out of this boat, if I had another boat to get into. And I heard him and that's right. Right. Like sometimes if, if he's calling us out of something, that we don't really know exactly where we're going yet. That's then we're on the water. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're waiting for him to, to show us what's next. That's that is vulnerability and trust. Yeah. And at it's, and at it's, and at its, at it's most, most raw. When I said to him in my prayer Lord, it'd be so much, you're calling me out of this boat, out of Florida, out of this job, be so much easier to get out of this boat. If I knew what boat you're, and I heard him say in my heart, but then you'd have no reason to trust me.
0: Mm. And I,
1: I about fell over. I mean, I was like, okay. All right, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm saying yes. I don't know what I'm saying yes to, but I know who I'm saying yes to. I'm saying yes to you Mm. and I'm trusting. And then, um, and then the Lord comes through and and let me just say this is how I know God exists, because I have these moments in my life where I'm struggling to trust, and then I finally I I, I scream, I cry, I pound on His chest, I whine and complain, and then and then He comes through yeah. every time, and then I say to Him, okay, Lord. I, I promise next time I'll trust you, and then and then I can hear him doing exactly what you're doing. I can hear him, I can hear him laughing at me. Yeah, that's how I know he's real. But it's the gentle laughter of a yeah. father, you know, who, not condemnation. Just like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll you yeah. know, yeah. it's
0: like, well, I know you won't, but I love you
1: anyway. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But it's really a prayer for mm-hmm. more trust. You know? But yeah, I used to think, am I the only? Am I the only Christian who struggles with trust? You know, right. It's like, no, this no. is extremely, this is universal. This yeah. is like, we're all struggling. And that's why he knows. That's why he's so gentle and patient with us, you know, because we're all on an individual unique journey with him where we're coming to, to, to trust in our identity as his son or daughter and the trust in his providence as our father. Yeah. Um, and, and those are most, the most beautiful, most profound mind blowing realities that I wish I could live every moment of my day out of those truths. but, But it's an ongoing struggle, you know. We Mm. forget, and we start, you know, the fear sets in, or whatever. But we got to remember that's we're living out of those two realities.
0: Yeah. So I know you made the move. You you gave the yes. 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 So what has happened next? Like, how did God continue to provide and show up?
1: That's that's see. This is the thing. You say yes to one thing, but again, I've lived long enough to know that that's probably not the last thing He's going to ask me to say yes to. Yeah.
0: Because now you have to live in the winter.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's funny. I didn't share that part, but you're right. So my wife again, <laughs> born in Florida, yeah. For whatever reason this, whatever reason, we we always had this like desire to raise our kids in four seasons. Okay. And so again, I, do, do you? I don't know if the Lord put that desire in our hearts because He knew years later He'd be calling us to Pennsylvania, or He just grant the desires of our hearts. But who knows, right? You just don't know. Um, But 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 that is regardless if we are if we are doing what we can to be faithful and stay close to him and seek after his will eventually over time our desires and his desires for us start to sync up mm. you know and those are beautiful moments you know yeah. when, when you realize wow i really feel like i am like in his will in this moment yeah. you know, what, what i want what i what i have longed for for myself and what he has longed for for me are coming together in this moment mm. and it's it's a beautiful experience of unity with him. But I said yes to that. And that was a beautiful ride. I, I I met so many people did so much great work. And, and through that, I just met other people. And 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 then and then the Lord, you know, calls me on to something else. And I'll, all of a sudden, that's a long story that I don't need to, to bore you with here. But 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 the short version is that unexpectedly, he called me into coaching. You know, and and so 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 about a couple so a couple of years ago, I I started making a run at uh, at following him into a, a, a making a you know a full my full time work in coaching, and and I love that because in the other space I was working in the publishing world, I was responsible for producing um, large programs like Bible studies and programs for uh, teens and 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 they were for large groups and and that's good that has that their place yeah. But now he's called me into the one-on-one
0: mm. relationship.
1: The 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 call it coaching, mentoring. I, I to me it's discipleship. You're you. I'm 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 entering a person's life as as much as they will invite me in, and then walking walking with them. You know, and to me, it's like that's where the real magic is. Like that 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 one-on-one encounter with a person. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just come alongside them. So that's that's what I'm doing now.
0: And. That- freedom coaching i feel like has a, a very kind of specific heart behind yeah. it yeah. um so could you share a little bit about that
1: yeah sure sure so I, this is that's not the coaching i expected to get into my wife and i like i said we do uh we do a lot of marriage prep um we're, we're always preparing couples for marriage we do some marriage coaching and we and i i was looking more to to be more, but like a, like a fun sort of, you know, uh, coach like this, let's do the fun topics, you know, Yeah, it's fun preparing couples from marriage. And then I met this man named Steve Picorny through my coaching, um, um, just knocking on doors and coaching networking and all that. He started this amazing ministry called freedom coaching. And it is, um, it is all about entering into a person's life, a man or a woman who is, um, is for, for lack of a better expression, is just addicted to pornography, mm. and it's wrecking their lives. It's wrecking yeah. their lives, their marriages, their work, and and this person has gotten themselves to a place where where they're finally ready to put this down, and they and they mm. need help, you know. And so Steve said to me one day, you know that the, the sad but true you know, he's, the, the ministry was growing and he just couldn't, there's more clients that he could, he could coach. I think he had one or two coaches within the time. And he just asked if I'd be interested in being trained. In the, and I, I was like, no, no, that sounds way too heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's a real issue. Thanks be to God. That's, you know, that, that was not my personal struggle, mm-hmm. um, but I understand the struggle. I understand that the realities of it and the ramifications of it. Um, And he just asked me to pray about it. And when someone asks me to pray about something, I already kind of have a sense of where it's going. So I prayed about it, talked to my wife about it. And I'm like, okay, we'll try it. And um, I, I I, love it. I love it. Again, you say yes. This is the other thing what the Lord will do, right? You'll say yes to him, even if you're not sure you want to say yes. And then he, he will surprise you. It'll be more beautiful than you expected. So from the get go i have loved the work i love my clients love love these men love them love them and uh, and they're beautiful because they're they're you know what we're we're all broken right but mm-hmm. but people who people who acknowledge recognize and humility like they have the humility to recognize their brokenness and 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 to be able to ask for help the lord just rushes in yeah. rushes in and then and then for me to be able to be an instrument of that and to be able to all day every day watch lives be transformed and then by their extension their marriages be transformed and it's just it's incredible and I get to see the fruit in in real time. Yeah. yeah. It's a real so privilege.
0: if someone is listening and you know hearing what you're saying and like that is their struggle and yeah. they're just deep in it. Yeah. What are their first steps or what kind of hope or maybe I know, yeah. you know, it it's longer than just like a quick little
1: Yeah, I wish I I could just give somebody the silver bullet or take this pill, maybe maybe sprinkle some fairy dust or something, you know, I but but everything in the in the in the in the, you know, if it's going to be authentic, everything in the Christian walk is going to take a little time. Right. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So I have again, I've been in the space, uh, the Christian and Catholic space for a long time, developing programs, seeing programs develop. I have truly never seen anything like this. It is un- it, because it, it 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 unlike a 12 step program or other things that have a good have, you know, good marriage to them. This is a whole person approach. Like we understand that the person um, is does they want to quit the porn? We get that. But we also understand there's so much more going on. Like, like there's reasons, there's root reasons why the person is turning to the porn. There are probably un, unhealed, unchecked wounds in the past, mm. you know, and and other things going on in their life right now that keeps driving them to the porn. So the Lord is not interested in just breaking off the weed at the ground level. Like he wants to get to the root, right? Yeah. And this is why, this is why our clients find not just freedom in the short term, but they learn to walk and live in freedom. And Mm -hmm. that's what this is all about too. And I love being able to tell these guys, Hey, you know, I know we all kind of have this sad We I don't know where we get it from, but we just pick up this notion that the Lord is saying to you, Hey, 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 Bob, you know, as soon as you quit that porn, I will love you and you can be your, you can be my son. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm like,
1: no, we have this all backwards. The Lord is saying to you, Bob, that because I already love you unconditionally, and because you are my son, I want you to be free from this and every unhealthy, earthly attachment yeah. so that you can be attached to me alone, and then you can live the fullness of the life that I have planned for you.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: flip it on their heads uh, right away, you know? Yeah. This is not about us cleaning ourselves off before we go to the Lord. The Lord says, no, this I. it's my job to clean you off. Your job yeah. is to come to me and let me clean you off, you know? I mean, one of my favorite scripture passages from Paul, I think it's in Romans, he says, God proves his love in so much that while we were still sinners, he died on the cross for us. Like, he didn't wait for us to not be sinners anymore. He's He's dying on the yeah. cross because we need this, because we need. So he wants to do this for us. He wants us to respond and invite him in. And so, so there's great hope. So it's freedom-coaching.net. Beautiful information there. You can, you can, you can uh, peruse that you can, you can look at myself or other coaches there. There's, there's a a form to fill out. Um, you know, we'd be honored. In fact, you know, I would be honored to just go out on a limb right now and say that if any of your listeners, again, we we have a female, beautiful female coach as well,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, for female,
1: female clients. Um, so if any of your listeners, or if they, if for them personally, or if they know somebody, um, if they just mentioned that they heard, uh, they found out about us from you, we'll give them the first session for free. And it's not an information oh, session. Yeah. It's like a legit first session. Okay. And we'll give them that for free. And, um, and, 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 but then they'll learn more about what what's in store for them. But the journey is, is beautiful. You'll have a personal coach, you know, you know, I, I, I yes, I'm a coach, but I'm like a cheerleader. You know, yeah. I become my clients' biggest fans, you know, supporting, praying for them, praying with them, and helping them journey, you know, up that mountain of of beautiful sexual integrity and freedom. Mm. And, and where, where the air is 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 clear and yeah. the vision is is the vistas are wide and and you and you come to see people already, I think we all already have a sense of of who we are at our best. Mm. But we know stuff like porn or other unhealthy attachments kind of hold us back from being the best version of ourselves. Yeah. And and as we become, get free of this, it's not like we become a different person. We just become who we are. We yeah. become who the Lord already created and called us to be. We just lose sight of that because of these attachments. So mm-hmm. as we break free of them, the sky's the limit. You know, it's just great.
0: Oh, that's soar. amazing. And I just want any listener out there who feels so like burdened by the weight of a sin or a pattern or an unhealthy addiction, whether it's porn or something else. I think this applies to anything we struggle with because everybody has something. Like first, I want you to hear what Steve said that you don't have to be free of that before the Lord loves you. He's already in it with you. He loves you. He already died for you. While he knew that you were going to do that. Amen. Amen. Um, and then also that there's hope for freedom. Like yes. the Lord is for you and fighting on your behalf and rooting for you yes. to live fully who you were created to be. Um mm, that's well good. Said. That's well so good. Said.
1: Yeah, I hope I know you're recording this. I'm gonna use that for a freedom coaching commercial. I'm just kidding. No, you're but sure. you captured, no, and I'm obviously teasing, but my point really is that you captured beautifully the essence of what we're doing and how we approach our clients. And, 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 and just like the Lord has no, it's, he, he does not come to condemn. He says, I did not, we, there's no condemnation. There's no mm-hmm. judgment. Yeah. We're in the, we have, like you just said, we all have our own stuff we're working on. Yeah. We all have our own messes. So this is not in it. like, I'll, I'll tell my clients if I feel like I need to, if you, if you feel like you have to, if you feel like you're trying to impress me, I have failed you. Hmm. This is not, you know cuz I you I am in this with you. We're in this together. I I, yeah. I don't don't hold back. You know, let's bring all of your brokenness. Let's bring it into light so the Lord can the Lord can do what the Lord does, which is yeah. which is rush in and and heal and redeem and set free so that you can be that person and live that life that you you're longing for. Um and so yeah, there's great hope here. Um but it's real it works. Again, I get to see this happen day in and day out. So I know, I know, I know it's working, and our clients are finding their freedom. But when the sun sets, you free, you're free indeed, right? And so, so they 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 understandably, they often think that this is their this is their issue. They just want to get free of this, but they start seeing other areas being freed up. They like if they're married and they're a father, they see this having a because because the porn is a it's all a fantasy, so it 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 will by nature negatively affect. Our, re- our reality. Mm. So, if a, a man or a woman is spending a lot of time looking at porn, that's that's forming, shaping their minds, their vision, and their hearts. So, when they come back, you know, the real world, it's a, it is negatively affecting the way they're approaching their spouse, or kids, mm. or coworkers. So, again, the good news is that as you get free of that, then it's positively impacting your relationships in reality. Yeah, and so it bears beautiful fruit. I will say. With, um, I think this is still true. Our, our, like, like our wives. You know, the the guys' wives. They 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 end up not leaving, like, even though sometimes the guys will show up and say, "I got my my marriage is on the brink. You know, if I don't get this cleaned up, my wife's. You know, I'm in the guest room. I'm on the couch, whatever. And um, but in as we go through the process, I think the wife starts to see. Her husband restored and returned mm-hmm. to her. And that gives her great hope and faith to, to continue the, the marriage with, with him. And, and uh, and that's a that's a beautiful testament. So instead of a marriage failing, a marriage now thrives and becomes life-giving.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. so good. So, along those lines, you know, you said you initially started out doing some more like premarital counseling type of things, and now you're seeing marriages transformed. I was wondering, excuse me, a little frog in my throat, um, if you could give like a word of advice or hope or encouragement for people in like each different season of relationships. So maybe like the single person, the dating couple, the married and thriving couple, and then the married and struggling couple.
1: Right, yeah. So, okay. So the single couple you said first, right? The so,
0: single person, maybe, who longs to be in a relationship.
1: Right, and 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 I know many, and I, and mm-hmm. my heart aches for them, you know, um, because I understand, I understand, I I I I feel the Lord's given me a gift of empathy, but this is this is one area like I don't, I can't personally identify with because. I met, I met my wife, Well, I met a woman and I knew I wanted to marry her before I even knew I wanted to get married, you know? So that, that was a blessing for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I wasn't in that season where I was longing for a wife and then met her. I, I, I met her and then went oh my gosh, I want to marry this woman. You know? So my heart breaks for those who don't have that, who long for marriage and, and, and don't have that. Um, and I don't mean any of this advice to be trite because I know the struggles are real, mm-hmm. but there's practical things. I mean, you know, the, the sink, your single season, um, we need it. We need to make, we need to try to look at it as a, as an opportunity. You know what? What is the Lord saying in me in my singlehood? Maybe I'm single because the Lord is preparing me for marriage. You know, and and if I don't sit still long enough for Him to prepare me, I'm going to just keep delaying my opportunity to get married because He's waiting on me to 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 draw closer to Him to work on my relationship with Him. Listen, we all know that it's it's easier. I put that in quotes easier because I get it's not easy to work on your relationship with the Lord when you are single. When mm-hmm. you know when you're married, you have kids, you get busy with that. You got to keep maintaining that relationship with him but you have more time when you're single so use it to your advantage work on your relationship with him um and then make sure you're putting yourself in a place where you can be found you know by him and by others too right so i used to not be a fan of and this is all personal so i'm not, <laughs> not giving advice here but um i used to not be a fan of dating apps but i'm like it, they're, they're they're they work they're beautiful mm-hmm. Uh, They're beautiful. In fact, my oldest daughter met her, met her fiance and and he's, they would have never met, you know, they would have never met. They lived 30 minutes from each other. They would have never, can't imagine their paths ever crossing. Um, so use every means that you have available to, but while you're doing that, you work the plan, you do what you can, you know, you, you, but you also want to keep surrendering to the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. opportunity for you to work on your relationship with him, but also allowing him to work on what he wants to do in your own heart. Maybe there are wounds that he wants to heal. Maybe there are traumas that he wants to help you work through to, to prepare you better when you you meet the one, right? Yeah. And then, and then it, once couples are dating, I mean, the, the, you have to be honest with you know because once you start dating, you only have two options. It's only going to end. It's either going to end in marriage or a breakup, right? So be open to both. And this is the thing when we don't. Or a you just party, date forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> definitely though, because you have to. But you want to be detached from the outcome. Because you don't know where the Lord's taking this, you know. Mm. You don't want to get too attached to this guy or this woman too quickly. You, you, you want, but you want to get to know them. Pay attention to what you know. I've taught my girls this. Obviously, this is not. I didn't make this up, and it's not rocket science. But the flags, red flags, are non-negotiables. You know this. You know this guy's already married. Well, that's a red flag. <laughs> you know, um, or you know, but yellow flags. I'm starting to notice like a little bit of a temper. Or I'm starting to notice that when we go out to drink, he has maybe one or two, you know, too many. We go out to dinner; he has one or two, too many drinks, maybe. You know, those sort of things. Those okay. Pay attention to that because you know that's something I have to now work through. Like, is that is that is that could that become a red flag? And we need to see if he's willing to work on this. And if he's not willing to work on it, well, then it becomes a red flag, and then you got to get you got to get out. So be open to that. Now, this is going to sound super old fashioned, but the absolute best advice I could give is do not have sex. Do not have sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend. There's because I I I know you don't have time for this, but there are not just theological reasons. There are biological and scientific reasons. Mm. Chemical reactions get set off when we have sex with a person. And if that person is not our spouse, we are being bonded to someone who's not our spouse, And we're also, there's beautiful chemicals that happen in a healthy marriage that we start to overlook some of the nitpicky things, which is a good thing if it's, if you're married, but it literally, the chemicals will cloud your ability to discern. If this is the right person for me, yeah. you, you neuter, you literally will neuter your discernment process. If you're having sex with, with this, your, mm. with your, with your boyfriend or girlfriend. So um, I could talk about that for a long time, but, but that's don't, don't, yeah, just don't because you want to give yourself the opportunity for, for clear discernment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to, so then engage couples or, or married couples or. But
0: yeah. What about like, <clears throat> I was seeing like a marriage that's thriving. They're in a great place. Yeah, and then a marriage that they feel like they're struggling or walking through a really challenging season.
1: Yeah, and most of our marriages are going to have a little bit of both from time to time. Sure, right? we're, we're yeah. going to experience all of this, and and that's the thing too. Like we tell the engaged couples, you know, the altar is not the the, the finish line; that's the starting gate. You know, you're just starting this. You, you, you again, just like we think about the Christian walk, we gotta clean ourselves off. Sometimes couples think they gotta get all this stuff figured out before they get to the altar. No, marriage is for a lot of that. You know, you do the best you can to address the big things before you get to the altar. But then in marriage, you're gonna be you're going to be in the process of being coming perfected as a person, but also now you are playing an instrumental role in helping your spouse in that process of perfection. Right? Mm -hmm. So our job is not to, um, make a project out of our spouse. We don't want to turn our spouse into ourselves. We didn't want We don't marry We don't want to marry ourselves. We want to make sure that we are helping our spouse foster their God given gifts and talents and dreams and desires. You know, and doing all we can. Like, so the short thing in a marriage, right like we we really are. like what like the main goal of a marriage, a good Christian marriage, is to help the other person get to heaven, mm. help them make that journey.
0: yeah.
1: and in the process, though, we're called to help the other person become everything that they've been created and called to become. And we do that in a way that's so unique. We're called to do that on some level in all relationships, but it goes to unconditional depths and heights in a marriage. So so if you're whether you're struggling or not struggling, again, I know it sounds so trite and basic, but my goodness, I always ask couples, so tell me, tell me what your prayer life is like. Tell me mm-hmm. how, how, how do you guys pray together? And then you get the blank stare. Cause we're not praying together. You know Um, maybe we're praying a little grace at meals or something like that. Um, Okay. We need to dig deep. We need to start with that. You, you, the three of you, you, the two of you and and Christ need to have a relationship. You need your individual with him, but you have to have one together with him. Um, If he's not the source of your marriage, then you're going to continue to have like, you know, you're not going to, things are going to seem insurmountable. So um, go back to the basics you know communication skills we have to learn how to how to how to you know approach one another uh, we have to remember that the, our my spouse no matter how bad it is my spouse is not my enemy you know the, the conflict is the enemy and our job is to attack it together not attack each other right mm-hmm. and we, and we'll do this we'll fall into these traps of marriage we start turning on each other instead we should be turning with each other towards that conflict yeah. and already have the end in mind already know, we love each other unconditionally so we know at the end we're going to get through this conflict and we're going to be okay. And so start with that framework, you know, that we we're going to be we're going to make it because we love each other. We want the best for each other. We want the best for the marriage. So we pray. We approach each other in love and and we work walk through it. If you do it that way, you're going to get through anything together. You know. Yeah. Some
0: mm, that some, is so good. The, and then
1: and then we like to say too, Jasper. I like that. Like like well, marriage is a beautiful mess. It's a beautiful mat. It's beautiful and it's messy, but, but we sh- we we never want to go, and we we should never go looking for conflict. Mm. We we never want to create conflict. Yeah, we'll do it sometimes, but but on the flip side, when conflict happens, we should never be afraid of it. You know, mm. we should we should be afraid of nothing because if we walk through it together, that mess is also God will redeem that, and that will become something beautiful. Now, yeah. You know, just like what we experience in our own walk with him. We can experience the same thing in a marriage. The mess is going to become something beautiful if we invite the Lord in and allow him to redeem it.
0: Mm, That is so good. I feel like we could just keep going and going. You're just this fount of wisdom Uh, and encouragement. And you have such a calming spirit. Like.
1: You're so sweet. You're Thank just
0: you. wonderful to listen to. So, listeners, i hope I hope you're enjoying Steve as much as I am. Um, we're almost out of time. So, to kind of wrap things up, what did I miss? What is something maybe that God is laying on your heart, a final challenge yeah. or bit of hope or encouragement, or yeah. I mean any anything at all?
1: I I I I, I did not have this prepared because I didn't know you were going to ask me the question. So this is off the cuff. When you were, when you're answering the question, I said a quick prayer
0: Mm. and this
1: is what the Lord put on my heart. Remind people that the enemy's motive is to divide and conquer is to separate you and make you feel like you are alone and, and that there is no hope and there is no help because you know, this, this is the greatest tragedy, right? When we start to slip into despair, um, we, we lose sight. Um, but there is always hope. There yeah. is always hope. And so, when you feel, when you start to feel like you're running out of hope, you, you find somebody, reach mm-hmm. out, open up, just have the humility and the honesty to say, "I am, I am drowning. I, I am drowning. Can you help me?" And so, when it comes to freedom coaching or any coaching, but certainly freedom coaching, that's what we want people to know. Like you're, the struggle is real. We get it. The Christian struggle is real. The walk is real, um, but you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There are there are there is help, and the Lord wants to rush in and be part of that. He He will always just. Have you ever had that feeling where you feel like you're in a room and there are no windows and no doors and there is no way out, and yet, and you just finally get to that place. It's a, it's a new bottom. You get yeah. to a place where you go. Lord, I, I've, I've, I've tried everything. I don't yeah. know what else to do. We've done the self-reliance thing. We're going to break the self-reliance and go back to trusting in his providence. It's funny, right? Like prayer should be the first thing we do, but it often ends up being the last thing we try.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: Lord, you got my attention. I'm I'm at my rope's end. I see no way out. Yeah. I'm, I'm running out of hope, help. I surrender. And then, Oh, I, I never saw that window before. Where did that come yeah. from? Cry out for help. The Lord is always ready to bring hope, always.
0: Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm glad I asked that final question. Thanks. That was so perfect. Steve, thank you so much for being on today.
1: My my joy to be with you. You're, you're a gift. I'm sure you're, I know you're a gift to your listeners. You were a gift to me. So thank you for the opportunity to be with you.
0: What an amazing conversation with Steve. Just such powerful truth about like who who we are created to be and when we're caught in a pattern of sin or addiction that doesn't define us and that is not God's best for us, but it it doesn't like scare God away. We nothing we can ever do could cause us to lose his love or his presence. I mean, he is for us. And he's not surprised by the the bad decisions we make. Um, he he knew before time and still chose to love us and fight for us and die for us um, and take our place. Yeah, so he is for us. He is for you. And I just want you to hear that and let that sink in today. Um, if you are watching our YouTube channel, you'll see I had a little wardrobe change because we have our new Collected merch is now live on the website at collectedministries.org slash goods, and I'll put a link to that below. Um, but I am sporting our new Collected podcast hat with the embroidered logo there and our hoodless sweatshirt or crew neck sweatshirt here um, that has the embroidery as well. And then I'm really excited about these sweatpants that have the logo on the back pocket, but they are so soft and cozy. Um, So I'll put pictures of this all on Instagram as well. They actually should already be up. So check out our Instagram page at Collected Ministries, um, and you'll see all of the merch that we have. There's T-shirts and tank tops and all sorts of fun things available this year. So check that out. A portion of all the sales goes directly into the ministry fund and allows us to keep doing what we're doing. So if you need Christmas presents, please check out our merchandise shop. I had a lot of fun making these things this year. Um, so I hope you're having a great week, and I can't wait to um, be back with you next time. Um, so enjoy the holidays. Have I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you out there. And um, I just, I couldn't, I wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much for continuing to come back and listen to the show. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries.